0: Welcome to the Baird History Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Baird History Podcast. Each week we'll be bringing to you a history podcast, and this will include features of...
1: What happened on this day in history, including the safe return of the Apollo 13 mission, despite serious complications.
0: Question time, where you, the audience, can write to us with history questions. This will continue this episode's theme of space exploration.
1: And each episode, we will ring a celebrity at home and find out how they are doing during the lockdown.
0: Added to this... We'll be playing a selection of songs with a historical theme, and this week each song will have a link that joins one song to the next.
1: Our first song today is called The Winds of Change by the German rock band Scorpions.
0: Like last week's first song, 99 Red Balloons by Nina. The idea of the track is linked to the Berlin Wall falling in 1989 and the end of the Cold War.
1: The Cold War was the name given to the tension between former Second World War allies, the Soviet Union and the United States.
0: Seen to start in 1947 and end in 1991, unusually, the Cold War did not involve any large-scale fighting directly between the the two superpowers, but instead their struggle for global influence whether as rival nations at sporting events or in their focus to be victorious in the space race.
1: The final leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, wanted to limit nuclear weapons in Russia and bring an end to the Cold War.
0: His policy of glasnost, meaning openness, sought to enhance freedom of speech and press in Russia, moving towards democracy.
1: During his time as leader, the Soviet Union dissolved The Berlin Wall fell and many countries who were previously controlled by Russia won back their independence and Gorbachev won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1990.
0: Through this ballad, the band express a hope of a better future after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War.
1: The song contains several references to Russia, their new political vision and Gorbachev's policies that could lead to more peaceful relationships with other countries
0: make sure you listen out for the epic guitar and whistling solos follow the Moscow.
2: of those light like brown don't win then we
0: Wow. Released in 1991, Winds and Change is one of the best-selling singles of all time and holds the record for the best-selling single by a German artist.
1: The band also gave over £50,000 of the money they made from the song to Gorbachev himself.
0: Now, it's time to find out what happened on this day.
1: Today is Friday the 17th of April and we're going to explore what happened on this day throughout history.
0: In 1387, according to scholars, on the 17th of April, the characters from Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales began their pilgrimage to Canterbury Cathedral to pay their respects to Thomas Becket.
1: On the 17th of April 1492, Christopher Columbus signed a contract with the Spanish to find the Indies and convert them to being Catholics. As part of the agreement, he also was allowed to keep 10% of all riches that were found
0: Benjamin Franklin one of the founding fathers of the United States died on April the 17th 1790 he was an expert in a number of fields and is known for being a major figure in the american enlightenment and the history of physics for his discoveries and theories regarding electricity
1: it is thought that on April the 17th 1875 the game of snooker was invented by Sir Neville Chamberlain, who would later become Prime Minister of the UK from May 1937 to
0: May 1940. Sean Bean was born in 1969 on the 17th of April and is famous for playing Boromir in The Lord of the Rings, Bad Agent 006 in James Bond's GoldenEye, and Major Richard Sharp, a fictional historical character in Bernard Cornwell's novel series set during the Napoleonic Wars of the early 1800s.
1: A year later in 1970, Apollo 13, a US lunar spacecraft on a journey to the moon, suffered an oxygen tank blowing up, and on the 17th of April, the spacecraft safely returned to Earth and landed in the Pacific Ocean.
0: Was there something mentioned that you thought was particularly interesting? Why not conduct some research into that topic? Do send or share any further studies to d.baird at cheltenhamcollege.org.
1: Our next song is 19 by Paul Hardcastle.
0: The song has a strong anti-war message, focusing on America's involvement in the Vietnam War and the effect it had on the soldiers who served.
1: The Vietnam War was a conflict in Vietnam, a country situated in Southeast Asia, officially fought between North Vietnam and South Vietnam, from 1955 to the fall of Saigon in 1975.
0: The link between this song, 19, and the previous song, Winds of Change, is how the Vietnam War highlighted the division between the Soviet Union and the United States, known as the Cold War.
1: North Vietnam was supported mainly by the Soviet Union and China. South Vietnam was supported mainly by the United States.
0: The war was opposed by many Americans back at home, and in the end, they were on the losing side, eventually withdrawing their troops.
1: As well as the war lasting for 19 years, the song refers to a claim made in a documentary that the average age of an American soldier in the Vietnam War was 19 years old, compared to the average age of 26 for a soldier in the Second World War. In
3: 1965, Vietnam seemed like just another foreign war, but it wasn't. It was different in many ways, and so were
4: those who did the fighting. In World War II, the average age of the combat soldier was
2: 26. In Vietnam he was 19. In Vietnam he was 19. In Vietnam he was 19. In Vietnam he was 19.
0: we go. That song, 19, was released in 1985 on the 10-year anniversary of the end of the Vietnam War and went to number one in the UK, lasting for five weeks at the top.
1: Thank you very much for the questions that we've received this week. We're now going to read and answer our favourite one on air.
0: This comes from Thomas and is particularly topical given the mention of the Apollo 13 mission on our What Happened on This Day feature earlier in the show.
1: Thomas asks, what are some of the famous events where people have died in space?
0: Well, firstly, the Apollo 13 spacecraft fortunately ret- safely returned to the Earth after almost 88 tense hours on board their critically wounded craft.
4: However,
1: according to our research, as of 2020, there have been 14 astronauts. And four cosmonaut fatalities during spaceflight.
0: In English speaking nations, an astronaut is a name given to a professional space traveller, whereas a cosmonaut is an astronaut but one employed by the Russian Federal Space Agency.
1: The first cosmonaut was Soviet Air Force pilot Yuri Gagarin, also the first person in space.
0: The 18 spaceflight deaths range from 1967 to 1986, the first occurring to the Soyuz 1, a crewed spaceflight of the Soviet space programme which led to the death of Vladimir Komarov due to a parachute failure after atmospheric reentry.
1: The final accident, also referred to as the Space Shuttle Challenge disaster, lost all seven members of the crew due to launch booster failure and eventual vehicle disintegration during launch.
0: Astronauts have also died while training for space missions, such as the Apollo 1 launch pad fire, which killed an entire crew of three, and the recent loss of Michael Alsbury, who crashed during a test flight in 2014.
1: Many of the brave astronauts and cosmonauts, who sadly lost their lives trying to further our understanding of space, have helped ensure a safer future to space travel and exploration.
0: There have been quite a few non-fatal incidents during spaceflight. A number of missions and training accidents resulted in some very near misses.
1: These include Apollo 12 being struck twice by lightning, spacesuit punctures, equipment failures, collisions in space, and of course, the events of Apollo 13.
0: Thank you very much to Thomas for his questions. If you have a history question which you would like answered, why not email d.baird at or text the history mobile on 077 42649. For our third song, we are again with orchestral manoeuvres in the dark. As you know, one of my favourite bands. But this time we go further back in history with their song, Maid of Orléans.
1: One of Joan of Arc's nicknames was the Maid of Orléans, on account of her command from God at the age of just 17 to defeat the English who were sieging the city of Orléans.
0: Taking place between October 1428 and May 1429, the Siege of Orléans was the French Royal Army's first major military victory to follow the defeat at the Battle of Agincourt in 1415.
1: For half a year, the English appeared to be winning, but the siege collapsed nine days after Joan's arrival.
0: Joan of Arc continued to have a major impact on the Lancastrian phase, the third and final phase of the Hundred Years' War, with the French eventually winning in 1453.
1: She was captured before the end of the war by the English and put on trial for heresy, going against the church and God.
0: They couldn't believe that an ordinary peasant girl could have received instructions from God and lead an army.
1: She was burned at the stake on the 30th of May, 1431. She was later declared a saint in 1920 by Pope Benedict XV.
0: This song is connected to the previous song, by the age of Joan of Arc, when she died. She too was 19 years old, like many of the American soldiers who died in the Vietnam War.
1: Written by Andy McCluskey of OMD in 1981, the song marks the 550th anniversary of Joan of Arc's death. (laughs) That was Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark with Maid of Orleans, which is actually one of two songs they've written about Joan of Arc. They do enjoy their history.
0: Now, we're going to move on to our final feature, and that is talking to a celebrity at home. We're going to ring a celebrity and find out how they are doing in these strange times. You might remember last week we spoke to Mr Curno, and so this week... To keep um, up with our um, stellar cast of celebrities, we are going to be speaking to Cheltenham College Prep's own head of music, Mr. Perona Wright. Uh, hello. Hi, is that Mr. Perona Wright? Hey, it's speaking. Uh, and how are you? All things considered It's a bit
3: of a strange time at the moment But um, you know You have to be glass half uh, full About these things So the weather has been lovely It's nice to
0: see the sunshine And uh, spend time with the family So yeah, not too bad, thank you Absolutely, yeah We agree with the uh, half, half uh, glass half full um, scenario
1: um, How has the lockdown been for you so far? Um, yeah,
3: okay um, so, my two children um, go to a local primary school, um, and their sort of official holiday time was at a different time to ours um, uh, at the prep school. So, um, uh, that's been slightly interesting because it means that, you know, term has started for us at the prep whilst our children are actually still on holiday uh, officially. I mean, I know we're all stuck at home, but it's um, that we're not all kind of doing work at the same time uh, in the house which has just meant that we've had to juggle things a little bit more um, but otherwise okay um, I think for our kids it's sort of the novelty factor, um, if it goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks, <laughs> I don't know how we'll all feel, including the children, mm-hmm. but at the moment I think we're all still you know, we've got a good sense of humour and are sort of still basically enjoying the adventure a little, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think... Uh... The longer it goes on, uh, possibly the more the novelty will wear off. But um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. at least at least um, we can contact you via uh, uh, this phone call. Um, Indeed. Yeah. So we've got a bit of a history question for you. Um, What would you say your favourite moment in history is?
3: Um, That's a very good question. Um, um, Well, I'm quite. I, I enjoy sort of military history. Okay. Um, actually, uh, th- th- throughout history, um, uh, it, but I, I guess I guess it would probably—I know it's a bit cliched—but it would probably have to be um, sort of um, some of the Ch- Winston Churchill speeches during World War II, um, and, and that kind of thing, because they were so stirring. He was such a great orator, um, and uh, they were so stirring. His words were so well placed, and they kind of really. You motivated everyone in the right direction and everyone pulled together as a team, and it sort of just showed the power of words, really.
0: Um, So, yeah, I'd probably say that. That's great. Um, I think we could probably do with some of his uh, inspiration and uh, um, or or his his skills uh, right now in this movie. It it would be useful, wouldn't it, rather than Prime Minister sort of on his deathbed at checkers,
3: but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, have you got
1: any advice for the people stuck at home who are doing their remote learning?
3: Yeah I think um, it's important to have a structure so I think doing remote learning um, at home you know is important but equally um, the screen time I think is is a big uh, sort of shift for, for everybody so I know that when I've been staring at my computer um, for, you know, however many hours it is of a day, um, actually I start to feel a bit weird. Um, mm. And so it's really important, I think, to break up that time. And so when, for instance, the pupils are having some kind of break, so literally like a morning break or a lunch break or, you know, after school, don't then leap onto the Xbox or the, you know, Nintendo or, yes. or whatever more. Sit in front of just sit in front of a film or you know because it's just going from one screen to another so I think trying to find sort of joy moments of enjoyment and, and joy and, and all that kind of stuff in reading a book or sitting in the sunshine in the garden or kicking a football around or you know whatever it is go on a trampoline I don't know um, those, those kind of things rather than just staring at a screen all day because obviously
1: inevitably a lot of the schoolwork is you know on a computer so um, yeah just mix it up a bit is what I'd say yeah, thank yeah. you, that's really helpful.
0: Absolutely. Um, so finally, we're asking uh, all our celebrities, we're asking them um, a question about their tea. So what did you have for tea this evening? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a bit of a change of plan because of what, just what we haven't had here really. Um, so, But we had
3: lasagna, good old lasagna, oh. um, which is a uh, good old family favourite here. We, we do like our Italian food, so uh, yeah,
0: uh was nice. Perfect, sounds very, very good. Um well it's been really nice chatting to you. Um yes, you too. we hope you stay safe and that uh, we get to see each other in person very soon. Yeah, very soon. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for um, having bye. our call. Yeah,
1: thanks for joining us. Bye bye.
0: Bye okay. bye, Well, that was Mr. Perona Wright. Um we thank him again for joining us. Um if there is a celebrity that you would like us to ring, why not suggest one via email d.baird at or by texting the history mobile on 077 477 42649 Our
1: final song is from 1978 and is a huge disco hit by a band called Boney M.
0: The song is called Rasputin and is a semi-biographical song about Grigory Rasputin, a Russian peasant, mystic, and self-proclaimed holy man who became friends with the Russian ruler Tsar Nicholas II, the last monarch of Russia.
1: Rasputin claimed to be a healer and worked with the Tsar's only son, Alexei, who suffered from haemophilia, a genetic disorder that means that the blood does not clot and causes the person to continue to bleed for a longer time after injury.
0: Rasputin's influence grew, and with Nicholas Nicholas leaving St Petersburg to lead his armies fighting in the First World War, he was left to assist Nicholas's wife, Alexandra, in ruling Russia.
1: Rasputin became increasingly unpopular with the nobility under the Tsar, and he was assassinated on the 30th of December 1916.
0: Some historians feel that Rasputin questioned the people's love of the Tsars and may have helped to contribute to the fall of their 300-year rule, which happened shortly after Rasputin's death.
1: Like Joan of Arc, Rasputin is another victim killed by jealous rivals.
0: According to legend, he had already survived a previous assassination attempt using poison, which added to his already almost godlike reputation.
3: Something about this outrageous
0: that is a tune. There are a lot of stories surrounding Rasputin, many of which have never been proven, which leads us to think about other historical figures who have not had the chance to defend themselves and where history has been written by the winners.
1: Sadly, we seem to have run out of time again for this episode. We hope that you've enjoyed listening.
0: We will be recording again next week. Make sure you watch out for the link to more songs, guests and history.
1: If you want to share some research based on the show, whether this is on the Cold War, The Canterbury Tales, Christopher Columbus, Apollo thirteen, the Vietnam War, Joan of Arc, or Rasputin, please feel free to email these to d.bed at
0: cheltenhamcollege.org. Equally, if you'd like to submit a historical question or suggest a celebrity to interview, you can email or text to History Mobile on oh seven seven four seven seven. 42649
1: Thanks again and goodbye
0: You've been listening to The Bad History Podcast